Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. That is indeed the name of the program. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Top of the fifth, Blue Jays and Orioles in a 1-1 tie. We'll keep you updated on that one. Elks back at practice today. Trey Ford, quarterback, back on the field. Uh, won't be active for the game on Saturday against the Stamps. 4.30 countdown to kickoff. Game at 6. It's all right here on 6.30. Chet, looking forward to that one. I will be going, and I still uh, hold some optimism that the Elks are going to snap that ugly 13-game home field losing streak close on labor day but once again just a few plays hurting them we'll talk about that with calvin mccarty coming up later on the show fun discussion topic today the oilers will establish a uh, hall of fame for the team all the players and uh executives and broadcasters who already have a banner up at rogers place will automatically go into the hall of fame in addition to the 10 banner inductees, the first class of 2022 will include two additional inductees as voted on by the Oilers Hall of Fame Selection Committee, one of whom is Chris Joseph, who's coming up in a few minutes. But of course, uh, chatting with you guys tonight, you mm-hmm. folks, who would you put in? Uh, I, I gave a list of my final seven, Smith Wait, uh, Ryan Smith, Doug Waite, Charlie Huddy, John Muckler, Bill Hunter, the Edmonton Investors Group, and Joey Moss. If I had to pick my final two, it would be Ryan Smith and Joey Moss to be in the first class. Kellen, I, I believe we're mm-hmm. getting uh, a few messages in. Oh, we are. People can also call that number. I'm always happy to talk mm-hmm. to live human beings as well. <laughs> but what, do we have, what else do we have coming in? We got a few messages there before the break. I guess they're still coming. I guess we could title this, Let's Rip the Bandage Off Right Now, because I've got several texts from Don, I've got Amir, and I've got uh, Percy texting in tonight, suggesting the same name, Peter Pocklington. Oh, wow. I should put up a Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. Should Peter Pocklington? I'm going to do that. I'm going to yes. do that right now as we talk. Absolutely. That's... Should Peter Pocklington? Yeah, well, one at of the... some point. It's a polarizing person. You know, you look at him in one way. Yes, he's the fellow who, you know, quote unquote, sold Gretzky to L.A. at the end of the, at the, at the, end of the 80s there and that stuff. But... You look at his run, he was the owner of the team during the dynasty period during the 80s, right? So, Well, and, uh, you know, so many, like, like I said, you can make the statement, and, and it's very defensible. I mean, you could get into a debate, oh, they would have got a team anyway, somebody else would have stepped up. But you could make the statement, the Edmonton Oilers would not exist without Bill Hunter. And you can defend that statement quite mm-hmm. reasonably. You could also make the statement Wayne Gretzky would not have been an Edmonton Oiler without Peter Pocklington, right? Now, again, uh, it didn't end well. And, you know, Pocklington probably would have sold the team Mm -hmm. if he could have got got the deal he wanted. And already on the text line, I got Mike that says yes to Puck, and then I've got Kevin texting in that says no way. In, right. But he didn't say no way. He put it in more. <laughs> I can't say did those words. The F F word? There we go. <laughs> did, he, did he actually use the F word? Uh, sure. <laughs> you know, oh, my goodness. He might have used something even stronger. There aren't many like that. Okay, so I'm doing a Twitter poll. Should Peter Pocklington at some point be inducted into the uh, Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame? There, that is, uh, you know what? I hadn't even thought of that. But see, that's, that's why it's interesting doing segments like this because the names that come into my mind 
uh, I, I might miss somebody who would be an interesting discussion point. For instance, I never really thought about Bill Ranford. I thought that was a good so. So we had at least three people write in and say Pocklington. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. I got another one that came in that has Pocklington involved uh, on the text. He also says uh, Craig McDavish, Mac D, and Joey Moss would be my top three to go in next. That's a, from a anonymous texter. Yeah, I think Joey Moss is. I, I mean, if I again, if I had to bet on the inaugural class. The, the two additional ones to the to the ten guys with banners, I, I would say Ryan Smith and, and Joey Moss. And I, I would agree. I, yeah. I, for for me, I think Muckler's right up there. I mean, again, Bill Munt, Bill Hunter founded the team. Uh, he's right up there. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, did, will it will it factor in? Uh, I mean, this should honor greatness within the organization. Um, you know, Joey Moss has passed away, as has John Muckler, as has Bill Hunter. Would you like somebody who's living, you know, two deceased people going in while while significant? It'd be nice to have somebody there who could enjoy it being in the first class. So, yeah, it's uh, nobody's uh, nobody said I, I thought when you said about ripping the bandage off, I thought you were going to say that some people suggested Chris Pronger. Oh, wow. Who did have one of the greatest Oilers playoff performances and should have won the Conn Smythe Trophy, but he didn't. But he was only here a year, so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he's Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I got another one here from an anonymous texter that says, uh, what about Ted Green? Well, that's another good point. Could you put in that whole coaching staff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Sather, Muckler, and Green were kind of the, the trio that was together for most of the time. Yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, I mean, maybe Green and Muckler will wind up going in in the same year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, just uh, tons of – I got uh, – it's kind of two different uh, conversations now happening on this thing, Reed, because now we've got people naming their picks for yeah. the seven, and then we've got people that are saying yes to Puck and no to Puck in the Hall of Fame. So well, 30, 37 votes in on Twitter. It's 62% no for Pocklington. And I've got a 50-50 split here. I've got four for yes and four for no. So Okay, just initially. <laughs> wow, those. so was it Don, Amir, and Percy, I think you said. Yes. I'm glad they opened that can of worms. That is mm-hmm. an interesting one. Should Absolutely. Peter Pocklington at some point be inducted into the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame? That's mm-hmm. uh, That's an interesting discussion point so i put up a twitter poll as well if you follow me you can you can hop in well i don't even think you have to follow me to vote but you can uh, have some fun there voting online okay well uh, this guy does have a say in who's actually going to go in he used to play defense for the oilers he's now the president of the alumni association he's always welcome here on the program it's chris joseph chris welcome back to the show how are you doing i'm good reed how are you doing thanks for having me well yeah it's always great to catch up with you i, I know we always talk a few times during the hockey season i haven't seen you this summer you have a pretty good summer you get up to anything yeah, so far so good. I got to, got to go away for a little bit uh, to the Okanagan. My daughter got married, uh, and then I ran a couple hockey camps. So it's been a busy one. So actually, September is a nice little cool down. Oh, good stuff. Did, uh, tell me a little bit about the the hockey camps. Obviously, that's something that a lot of current and former players uh, might get involved uh, involved with. How do you like working with the next generation? Oh, I love it. I, uh, well, I mean, I'm getting older every year too, but I get on the ice and uh, we start Monday. I'm on the ice six hours a day on Monday through Friday in St. Albert. And then I do it again the following week. I'm on five hours a day. And I tell you like Monday morning, I get out there and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But by Friday, you're like, that wasn't so bad. And actually it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of smiles, a lot of skill development for the kids. So I really enjoy it, and uh, I think the kids do too. So 
I got no plans of quitting that anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, you mentioned there at the start of that answer, you're, you're getting a little older. Brownie always talks about that, that mm-hmm. he used to be able to to dangle the, you know, the grade sevens and the grade sixes. Now he can only really go after the grade twos and threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Once they start getting into the, uh, the U18 or the midget age group, they, uh, they get pretty skilled and then our, our skills are deteriorating a little bit, but, uh, the knowledge is there. The body just doesn't want to listen sometimes when you get into your <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Well, I I get to introduce you with a very interesting title this year, and that is you are a member of the Oilers Hall of Fame Selection Committee. Man, oh, man, that sounds pretty cool. First of all, tell me about uh, how they got you involved in this. Uh, Okay. Well, I am uh, currently the president of the Edmonton Oilers Alumni Association, so uh, they wanted somebody from lots of different areas so we've got some media uh people we got terry jones and jim matheson uh jason gregor uh and then we've got uh, some former players um ron lowe myself louis debrusque um and then there's uh shannon sabados is with us uh, uh wayne gretzky of course um so yeah there's a lot of uh it's a mixed you know range of people that have been a part of uh edmonton hockey and uh so with this new initiative they wanted to honor some of the players that are were great oilers but just you know aren't in the hall of fame and right now the criteria for having your banner raised uh to the rafters at rogers is to be in the hall of fame which kevin lowe had to wait for um, and so we're able to honor some of the players that were great, but haven't quite made it into the Hall of Fame yet. And I think uh, I think the fans are going to love it. Well, and I'm glad this is happening. And I know the Oilers ha- did al- allude to this in the past, and and I agree. It's a I mean you can you can look on the the team franchise history and see who's up there in games played and goals and points and i think you know there are some players that are we're pretty darn good players who are going to be candidates for this list and then of course coaches and some other off-ice people as well so are you able to disclose um now september 20th is is the announcement of the of the two people who are going to be picked by the selection committee this year joining like you said the people who are already in there as virtue of being in the hockey hall of fame um I know those results are going to be secret for a while, but can you tell me sort of the the process for those of you on the committee to pick these first two individuals? Well, there was a, it was a pretty wide range. Uh, the only thing we were limited to was a player had to be retired for five years, which really isn't an issue. Um, and then some of the players that we had sort of discussed that maybe went into management or coaching, um, they're eligible as well just because they were retired for five years and they may even be currently coaching. But uh, so so that was sort of the eligibility. We just had to make sure the player was retired for five years. Um, and then we did. We had a lot. We had players with stats. We had players that didn't have stats but meant a lot to uh, the team. We had, uh, we had builders. We had, oh, God, we had... We had players from the cup era, lots of players from the non-cup eras. It was uh, it was a good discussion. We had uh, a lot of a lot of good discussion, and, and it comes down to we're only selecting two this year. Quite honestly, uh, we kind of put about seven names forward, and uh, all seven are going to probably get there eventually. Um, but uh, you know, 
the two that are going to get there this year, and I, I don't know who they are until the 20th, um, they're the ones that probably stood out the most and probably deserved it right now. Um, but the rest, I mean, all the players that were brought up uh, were, and not just players, builders, um, they're, all, they're all worthy. They'll get there eventually. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'm wondering, because I've, I've interviewed people who have done things like this in the past, and I've seen and read interviews with uh, with people who have done th- things like this we've seen top 50 lists you know of players in the nhl nba cfl uh, and i i have heard people say oh yeah when i was asked to do it i thought oh yeah this will be easy i'll take a half an hour jot down the 50 mm-hmm. best how hard could it be and then it winds yeah. up taking them several days or weeks to, <laughs> did you sort of find out once you dove into it you were like oh yeah geez i forgot about him or well yeah that's a yeah. good argument for this guy yeah, it was totally like that. And as we kind of went around the room, um, and we did try to bring up, a lot of players were in agreement on uh, who we liked and who we thought was worthy. But it'd be interesting, you know, like let's say Wayne Gretzky would bring somebody up and, you know, he'd give his reasons why. And we'd think, well, you know, we never thought about it that way. And then Terry Jones would bring somebody up and, uh, you know, we didn't say we no one never thought about it that way. So there's a lot of reasons um, why... Uh, these people were selected, and they're all very, very worthy. Um, but then the hard part was, you know, oh, which one do we pick, you know, and why do we pick it this year? Um, I found personally for myself, um, there was there was one guy that really stood out. Can't say his name. Um, and that seemed to be an easier one for me. And then when it came to my second pick, the the next six were were quite challenging, but uh, kind of went with my gut on one. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Chris Joseph joining us tonight at Inside Sports. He's the president of the Oilers Alumni Association. Of course, uh, former Edmonton Oiler played uh, over 500 games in the NHL with various teams. And and you're also a keen observer of uh, of the team. You know, a, a lot of people are pretty pleased with the summer because uh, the team is pretty much back. And you got Jack Campbell in net. I know, you know, there's always going to be some competitions in training camp and maybe some th- some things to, to shake into place. But uh, just wondering what, what you've thought of the, the work by Ken Holland and company this summer. I think, uh, I think he did a very good job. Uh, some of the things that, you know, I may not be privy to, the fans may not be privy to, but just the gut feeling is, uh, I think he, I mean, Jack Campbell I think he's going to be good. The fans in Toronto seem to really think that he was the real deal and, and they hate to see him go. Um, so that'll be exciting to watch. And I think we're hopeful that he is the real deal. Um, when I look back on the summer now, I think the Duncan Keith deal was probably prearranged. I think they knew what was going to happen there and that freed up some cap space. I think uh, Holland did a nice job of letting Evander Kane talk to other teams and uh, I think Evander Kane saw that this was probably the best fit for him, so we may have got him at a little bit of a, a discount. Um, so there was a lot of things I think that that he did well. Uh, I still think there are a couple of holes to fill. Uh, you know, we don't have a Kale McCarr. I think that'd be pretty cool to have. Nobody has it other than Colorado, but I think we do need a number one on on the blue line. Uh, but other than that, I think the team is is as good as last year and potentially better. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's exciting. And I, I'm just good. I mean, you played on a variety of teams too, and probably uh, there were different expectations or different feelings in off seasons, depending on you, who you were with. Like, d- did you have certain seasons where going into camp like now where you felt like, 
And I know athletes are always very confident and very optimistic, but were there certain seasons where you might have thought like, oh, I don't know, this this might be a, 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 a maybe more of a fun year than I've had other years? Yeah, and you know when you're going to a team, like when I went to Pittsburgh, we had Lemieux and Yager, and they, they scored 60 goals each that year. And, you know, I think anybody coming into Edmonton says, well, we got Dreisaitl and McDavid. There's there's always that chance, right? And so then when you have two stars like that, you got to build around them. And that's what Pittsburgh did with Crosby and Melkin and, and Kane and Taves in Chicago. That's, you know, you got a couple of key pieces there. And so now you just got to start filling in some holes and, and finding, uh, you know, some character, uh, you know, if they're, if you're a little weak on one side, you know, start finding those holes. Um, and I think Ken's doing a good job. He's taking a, a slower approach than I think some fans would want, but I think he's, he's been steady and I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chris, I, uh, I eagerly await the results of, uh, mm-hmm. you and Stoffer and Gregor and Gretzky and Jones and Matheson and little child and company. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll read the full list again later. Uh, yeah. who, who's going to be uh, going into the Oilers Hall of Fame here on September 20th. Thank you so much for your time. I know we'll talk a lot this season. Yeah, thank you, Reed. All right, former Edmonton Oiler, former NHL defenseman Chris Joseph, and uh, one of the members of the selection committee for the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame. And we've had some uh, interesting suggestions by you about uh, who should be considered and who should be the two guys joining the banner legends when the two additional inductees are announced September 20th. November 3rd will be the actual induction evening. 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in. I know many of you do. We'll try to uh, catch up on uh, on many of your messages. We got Pat Steinberg coming up. We got Calvin McCarty coming up. It's Inside Sports on 6. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. Spinning the Leopard, still riding a high from the big concert on Sunday. And when I say spinning, Kellen, you are playing the songs off 45. Yeah, I'm not not physically spinning a cat on a turntable or something, you know? So, (laughs) Well, I don't know how you got there, but uh, anyway. (laughs) Okay, let's squeeze in a few more messages because we're getting a ton of feedback from fans about who should be the... Absolutely. Other two inductees into the Oilers Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an anonymous text that came in here that says, Peter Peter P., absolutely. Without Peter, there is no Oilers team here in Edmonton. So that's from an anonymous texter. Uh, we got one from Trevor as well asking, what about Dave Semenko? So we can chalk another one up for uh, number 27 there. The question I put on Twitter, inspired by Don, Amir, and Percy checking in, should Peter Pocklington at some point be inducted into the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame? Right now, we've got about 240 voters, 56% no, or pardon me, uh, 50, 54% no, 46% yes. Rounding off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just over half saying uh, no Peter Puck well, in the Oilers Hall of Fame. And that reflects the text line as well, too. We've got one from the Duckster here that is texted in, and he says, Peter Puck can go into the Hall of Infamy. That'd be great if they started a Hall of Fame at a Hall of Infamy. Some teams should do that. 
Uh, yeah, go vote on Twitter if you want. I, I left it open till about uh, mid-afternoon tomorrow. I, 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 I would put Bill Hunter in before Peter Pockington, and I, and I would put the Edmonton Investors Group in before Absolutely. Peter Pockington. But uh, that's just me. Okay. Uh, I'll get an out-of-market perspective on this. Pat Steinberg's going to jump on. We'll talk about the BOA in the CFL and the NHL. That's coming up next. Inside Sports on Chet. Back after the news, folks. 